Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I am your host, The Dan Brewer, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Del Dangerous, a.k.a. B-Mac, a.k.a. B-Money, a.k.a. B-H, a.k.a. The Chosen One, Bernard. This is episode 11. We have a lot to talk about. We have a guest co-host in the house with us tonight. Uh, BCWA show we were at. There's a lot to get into, but first off, Bernard, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, Dan O'Mac is good to be back. Uh, like you said, we got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get to the business. All right. Well, let's start off by plugging our social medias where everybody can find us. Bernard, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at Bernard Hurd at Facebook. You can also find us at Pro Wrestling Edge <clears throat> on Twitter at and Instagram at PWE Pod. Where can we find you at, Dan O'Mac? Well, you can find me at uh, The Dan Brewer on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Dan Brewer at uh, Facebook. Uh, you can email us at ProWrestlingEdgePod at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Radio.com. P- pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, uh, y- uh, you can hear us. So uh, we're all over and we're going to... There's there's a lot of exciting things going to be coming up here for Pro Wrestling Edge, and, and um, we've got some more interviews confirmed. Don't want to uh, say yet, but we have some more interviews confirmed. There's going to be some big things coming up. There's going to be some collaborations with other podcasts. So things are going good for Pro Wrestling Edge. So uh, let's start off. In, any shout-outs for you tonight, Bernard? Um, I'd just like to shout-out... Um uh, 6 a.m. Barbershop, Cheetah in the Barber. I'll be there to see you Saturday. Uh, check those guys out. Uh, Wayne, Michigan. Also, just like to shout out my wife once again. Um, she is just so awesome. Uh, you can find her at Yolanda, Yolanda You Dig Inspires at Instagram. How about you, Dan Mac? Well, shout outs today. Um, I, I, I want to shout out um, Three Wiseman Media. Um, we, had a, we had a good conversation with them uh, Saturday at the BCWA show. They're doing great things that. Uh, they're, they're, we've talked about their Kickstarter being over. Uh, they exceeded their expectations Absolutely. on the Kickstarter. The comic books going in full force, and we're hoping to get them in studio before their comic book comes out uh, to give people a little different, um, you know, uh, so something a little bit different than just wrestling. Um, because on Pro Wrestling Edge, we don't want just to get wrestlers on. We want to we want to get everybody. Like today, we have a. Um, I guess co-host. We'll we'll get into introducing him in a few moments, but mm-hmm. uh, he's another wrestling fan. So we're we're wanting to get a whole bunch of different type of people on the show, and there's some exciting things coming up. So stay tuned to Pro Wrestling Edge um, anywhere on social media to miss that. to hear the updates. Now I do have one very special shout out and plug that that I'd like to do, and that is for Nerdy Designs. Absolutely, um, Nerdy Designs. People that don't know out there, John Drake um, runs Nerdy Designs. He's a graphic designer. He actually did Pro Wrestling Edge's logo and our business cards. Shout out to you, John. Uh, shout out to John. You know, I, I met John originally when I was just a, 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 a kid, 12, 13 years old. He was my cousin's neighbor. Um, so when we go over there, we would see him, but lost you know, contact over the years. And I saw that... Uh, when we were looking for to get our logo done and and get business cards, um, I reached out to him and and I'll tell you what we gave him basically a general idea of what we wanted. He said, "All right, um, I'll be back with you guys soon with a logo and a concept for your business cards. 
what kind of information he went on it. And we just didn't really give him a whole lot to go off of. And he came back and he hit a home run out of the ballpark the very first time. So everything was great. Once we got the business cards going, um, he well, what I like about him too with his business cards, he charges a flat rate. Um, that's for ground shipping. Now, obviously, if you want them shipped overnight, just a little, you know, with anywhere, that costs a little bit more. But uh, he, he gives a flat rate for his business cards. Absolutely. They're, they're double-sided. You can get matte or gloss. Uh, we went with the gloss on ours, 1,000. And uh, I think from the time, you know, the, the, uh, the turnover happened, it was less than a week uh, that we had our business cards in hand and we had them. We didn't think we were going to have them in time for the first uh, show that we were going to mm-hmm. uh, for Clash Wrestling, but we did. He got them here quicker than he than what he told us they would be here, so which was great. And uh, John's got some specials going at Nerdy Designs. Uh, currently, he's running some specials. So he just doesn't do wrestling logos or, or business cards. I mean, that's a big part of what he does. He does event posters. He does... Uh, trading cards. A lot of the wrestlers like the trading cards that they can put their info on the trading cards and and um, it, it you know it's a bigger th- it's not a business card but it's not necessarily you know to have to carry around them big eight by tens. Definitely something fun to use. Yeah, and big around, but it's something that it's it, it's a trading card so he can still you know they can still autograph them and everything. He does banners. Um, he does ads and posters. Uh, like I said, the business cards. He even does those magnets you can put on your car to advertise your business. You know, he basically does everything. And if you go to his Facebook page, Nerdy Designs, he has it all laid out on everything he does. He has different albums with examples of everything he's done. And uh, But some of his specials that he's got running right now, um, currently... It's $40 for those 1,000 business cards. And they're not just like he's got templates where he plugs in your logo on a certain spot of the card or your contact info does in a certain spot. He definitely customized our cards. Definitely. You know, he, he, he there wasn't just a template where, like, you you know, you go to some of those online of business cards and you just kind of plug in your, your logo or picture mm-hmm. here, plug in your contact info here, and it, it, it's it's not like that. It's very customized. And uh, so he does those. Like I said, he does the banners, but but those those are some of the big ones. The trading cards, which I said is a good thing for uh, for the for the wrestlers. Um, he's got them right now, $40 for 500 of them. Not a bad price. Not a bad price at all. You know, he, he does postcards. He's got them right now for $75 for $1,000. Uh, the business cards, like I said, he's got the vehicle magnets. He's got a sale on them. And then once our episode drops on Monday, which we're filming this, we're recording this Thursday, you know, bef- the week before, he's going to have some Black Friday specials that are even going to be better than what he's currently got going on for the month of November. Might so have to look into that. So check out uh, Nerdy Designs. All out to my wrestling fans. Um, all out to the, the wrestlers that listen to this show. A lot of the wrestlers that I, I know and I'm friends with, they do use him for, uh, for their stuff. And I That's can awesome. tell you he, he's amazing. He does amazing work. And you're not going to be disappointed. And the other thing I want to say is, we bought, paid for our stuff. It was done and over with. And about a week later, I went back to him and I said, hey, you know, we need something a little different in addition to what you've already done for us. Uh, can you do it for me? This is probably like 6 o'clock in the evening. He said, you know, I'm working on other projects right now, but as soon as I finish it, 
I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get back with you. So I told him what, what we were looking for in addition to what we already did, uh, that we already did, which was the logo design and the business cards. And I think, so I was thinking, okay, he's going to get back to us, you know, the next day, mm-hmm. you know, with what we uh, wanted updated and changed. And uh, I think about 11 o'clock that night, I got a message. Um, I, I got a message in Facebook that he said, check your email. And he had it done that night. So he definitely, when he advertises on his Facebook plays that he's always open, he's definitely always open. So again, shout out to John Drake at Nerdy Designs. Shout out to you, John. So let's get into this uh, now, Bernard. Let's, uh, like we said, we have a guest co-host in studio with us. Uh, why don't you, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you for a few and and uh, and let you introduce uh, our co-host. All right, I know you guys are used to the damn brewer always doing introductions, but this one I'm gonna kind of introduce this guy myself. So without further ado, Mr. Man himself, aka Blue Ice, aka T Bone, your man Tiggy Boom, Tim, my brother. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? The chosen one and the damn brewer. Thanks for having me today. Hey, no problem. You know, so this is Bernard's brother. So he's when he said my brother, I know we call ourselves brothers, but they are truly brothers by blood. So Tim actually was with us at BCWA. So we, we really wanted to bring him in here to get a fans. Pre- and was Tim, wasn't this your first BCWA show that you've been to? It was my very first one, and I enjoyed it. Okay, so that's another reason why we wanted to bring him in is because um, it was his first BCWA show. We really enjoyed it. So we wanted to bring him in and include him on our conversation as we kind of go over what happened at BCWA Battle for a Champion. So uh, but before we get to that... Uh, Let's just talk a little bit and find out where Tim's uh, wrestling background and stuff comes from. So, uh, so, um, so Bernard, I'll let you start off with him and, and talk. Okay, so it's just kind of a thing we do with everybody. So when did you fall in love with wrestling? I fell in love with wrestling uh, back when I was, I want to say, like eight years old. And um, I used to be over at my auntie and uncle's house and... They used to watch wrestling and order the pay-per-views. And, nice. And uh, I used to beg my mom to go over there because I know it was a school night. You know, <laughs> I used to beg my mom to go over there to watch the pay-per-views. And then from there, you know, my dad, my brother, we all used to go to the wrestling shows at Joe Louis Arena. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty much like I just, uh, WWE, you know. Um, I enjoyed uh, a little bit of WCW, but I was mostly just strictly WWE in the Attitude Era. That was like my main thing, and Stone Cold. Stone Cold was your Stone, guy? Stone Cold was my guy. Yeah, uh, Bernard and I had many conversations about uh, you guys in, in, and your dad and your guys' bond, the three of mm-hmm. bond over wrestling, and that's just great because that's how I got my start into wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania two. I was just a little kid, and he took us to a family friend's house, and I watched it. And then in 1987, he took us to Joe Louis Arena for Saturday Night's main event, and that's where my love started, too. So so, so when I was listening to all the stories, when we were talking off air when, and on our and on our, um, our uh, debut episodes, Absolutely. we were talking about um, – you, uh, you guys going uh, to the events with your dad, so that's, that's that's how I got into it too, and and that's great. So, how how are you up to date with the current WWE product? Or uh, do you watch do you watch currently? So, <clears throat> my thing is like with WWE, it kind of to me kind of slacked off a little bit, maybe because it's too much too much of uh, uh, people just like uh, 
like Vince McMahon and hoes. What can I say? So basically, the product is is not as good as it has been in the past. No. So I feel like he's like NXT. NXT is good. I feel like he should have just let Triple H run the show, like Raw and SmackDown, yeah. like he was doing, mm-hmm. instead of just moving him to NXT. Triple H it was a genius with how he's running NXT right now. Vince McMahon pretty much is like uh, kind of shaky with it, and it's not really like a lot of fans. Like so I also worked the Little Caesars right now. Okay. So me watching when wrestling come down there, like SmackDown. Okay. There's not a lot of people going to SmackDown anymore or yeah. to, to WWE period anymore. Absolutely. Did you work that Hell in a Cell a few years ago? Yes, I did. You, I, you I were, also was You there. guys were both there. Yeah. I, I know Bernard was there. I wanted to see what the timeline was that you've been working at at the LCA. Uh, LCA, for people that's not in the Detroit area, you know that's where the Detroit Red Wings play hockey, and that is where WWE comes when they come to the city of Detroit for, uh, for wrestling. So... I, you know, I agree, and and Tim, I don't know if, if we discussed this at when we were at BCWA or not, but I'm actually canceling my WWE uh, subscription for the network. Uh, this weekend is uh, uh, Takeover and Survival Series. I'm a huge fan of War Games because I was a big WCW slappy. So once this weekend's over, I'm actually canceling my subscription. I uh, watch AEW Dynamite live on Wednesdays, Hulu shows. AW or uh, NXT starting on Thursday night. Sometimes it's Friday, so I can get that. And since they only have four pay-per-views a year, pretty much sometimes five, I don't feel like I'm missing out too much because it's not every month. So I'm actually getting rid of my subscription in the network, and and I'm not. Uh, I'm haven't watched much WWE and probably. Three or four months to be to be completely honest with you. So so I, I know what you mean about that. So as of right now, you've kind of because of WWE kind of fallen off watching the products. Kind of falling off watching. Yeah. But um so what I did was I've been canceling my subscription to WWE. Okay. And I went out and bought um the Attitude Era. Okay. DVD set. That's all I need. Oh, you know? so so you just run them that you yeah. know you can't you can't beat the attitude error. Can't go wrong. So do you guys want to get into some BCWA? Let's, Let's do it. it. All right. So last Saturday, well, it'll be two Saturdays ago by the time this comes out. Uh, Battle for a champion. Uh, that is the annual. Um, it's BCWA's version of Royal the Royal Rumble, Rumble where uh, the winner gets a title shot. At uh, the champion and BCWA champion is Orlando Orlando Christopher. Christopher. I actually was talking to Orlando Christopher today, Mm -hmm. actually, uh, but we were talking about NBA. So uh, really, yeah, we were we were were talking about NBA. We were actually talking about um, how disappointed we are and how heartbroken we are every time we hear about Spencer Dinwiddie and Chris Middleton on how they were Pistons and should be Pistons. Don't don't even need to go no further than that. That was our conversation (laughs) today. So it wasn't even anything wrestling related that we were talking about. But yeah, I was having a a conversation uh, on um, online with uh, with Orlando Christopher. So uh, Orlando Christopher actually defended his title. um, He did at uh, at BCWA and. um, Wow, it was kind of interesting on on uh, his was I believe it was the debut of 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 Osmodos. How, how do you say his name? Osmodos. I, I believe it's something. I, I I messed it up when we were doing the Gavin Quinn um, mm-hmm. uh, appreciation appreciation episode. We were talking about that. Um, so, but yeah, he debuted and. It was a pretty awesome it match. It was a good match. 
Um, my take on it, um, it, it kind of surprised me a little bit, you know, because we had kind of had our speculations on who we thought would be fighting Orlando Christopher because there really wasn't like a challenger. Um, yeah, because, you know, Elk is a friend of the show. Three right. Wiseman Media is a friend of the show. So we know he was making his BCWA return. And uh, I was thinking that it was going to be Elk versus Orlando Christopher. But Elk right. was in in the battle for a champion right. uh, rumble. So, uh, But, yeah, I, it was a good match. And, and, and it's, it's hard to believe that Orlando Christopher is hanging him up this summer. He, he's he's retiring from, yeah, from that, professional that, wrestling. That that's that, that's gonna be a big blow. It'd be nice to get him on uh, before he goes out. Orlando, maybe that's something we need to try to uh, make happen. Orlando, if you're listening, keep your air out. We'll so, be reaching out. Exactly. Um, so in addition to that match, there was a few other matches. We had the return of the Bumpin' Uglies. That was uh, a good match. That, that have match. not. Uh, team together, and I five believe years. it's been five or six years. You know, and we all love Mysterious Movado. He's he's a fan favorite. He's over with the kids. Uh, they were a tag team back in the day, the Bumpin' Uglies, and they made their return against another team that we really <laughs> like, Halal Beefcake. Oh man, those guys are so awesome. Joe Coleman and <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah, Joe Coleman and um, Adrius Abraham. Uh, they're fantastic in the ring. They're actually going to be at the Clash show on the 6th, which I will be there for, Clash Wrestling. We'll talk about that, too, uh, tonight in a little bit and go over uh, what's going on for Clash Wrestling. But, yeah, that was a really good match. And then Mm -hmm. something happened when the match was over. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's no no secret uh, Mysterious Movado has worked. He was originally one of the – he was trained by Truth Martini. Truth Mm -hmm. Martini – we we pluck him every day. We love Truth Martini. Absolutely, uh, uh, the House of Truth Wrestling School. Uh, he was one of um, you know he, he trained there, and he's actually been back uh, as a trainer for um, a guest trainer for Truth Martini and mm-hmm. Truth Martini's new group. I believe they're gonna go by House of Truth and uh, BCWA. That's what Truth Martini introduced him as. But mm-hmm. I know on the indie scene they're known as Gracefully Chosen. Right. Yeah. Uh, these two dudes look like, uh, and 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 they are new. They are new in the business, yeah, but uh, they seem pretty bad. If to they're me. gonna be backed by Truth Martini and he's gonna put his stamp on them as their manager and or their, you know, um, personal advocate or whatever you want to call them here mm-hmm. in BCWA, um, <laughs> they sure looked the part. So they looked the part. I felt the part. <laughs> yeah, they they came in and they beat up a bumbling a bumbling uglies, and I think. That might nothing's been announced, but I'm just Kinda thinking crazy. if you know with my uh, uh, with my Booker mind that I've always wanted to be a Booker. I think that you might have that at Cataclysm. So um, I had a chance to spoke with uh, one of the young gentlemen in the bathroom. Okay, of all places. All right, so you so, so you got a little inside scoop from uh, right, so House of Truth or Gracefully uh, Chosen, whatever they're going to be going by. Right. So when I spoke to one of them, he uh, said that he they really didn't know what. Time, what point in time of the show they was going to come out so he gotcha. said they thought they was going to be able to go into Battle Royal that's what one of them said he wanted to go into the Battle Royal but he said they talked it out and they said it wasn't wasn't the right timing so they just point they just pointed out that they'll just come out 
right before the battle royale. Which made sense. Yeah, so. I, I I like the way they came out. I like the way they're definitely kind of set up for. And I think I think the Bump and Uglies are actually teaming together this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be before the episode comes out. But the other uh, teaming again, so they might go on a little bit of run here at the end of the year. Is 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 getting the band back together mm-hmm. and. As uh, as the bump and uglies, but I can definitely see, you know, like I said, my fantasy booker mind was going as soon as the attack would happen. I was like, this could be a tag team match at Cataclysm. Now, one match that I particularly really really liked is the match with Dread King Logan. That match was awesome. That's one of my favorites. Too. Um, I think Dread King Logan and Weaponized Alex Weir was match of the night mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. I also, um, another thing that, that that we got to do that was great that, that that I love getting able to do at BCW. We were able to talk to the guys from Wrestling Rage, Cody and Danny and Josh. Shout out to you guys! And we were able to talk to Harper from Hill Fan News. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it, it's it's great to to interact with those guys. And and I know that me and Cody were talking from uh, Cody Fleming from Wrestling Rage. We were talking after after the event, and we were talking about how we both thought that. They they stole the show. They did. Uh, Dread King Logan and Alex Weir stole the show. You know, you know Alex Weir had DTA with them, yeah. and you know Adam Wick and um, and uh, Tommy Vendetta. But but it, it I think that match and, and and I like how Alex Weir wasn't in the battle for a champion. Right. You know he which made sense. He came out with uh he came out with his DTA brothers, but mm-hmm. uh he he wasn't in the match and, and Dread King Logan wasn't in the match either. I thought he was gonna be in the match, but I, I kinda liked how they uh you, you know they had that big match for the Alliance championship and then mm-hmm. they and then and then you know that's what they did. They didn't put him in the rumble. They had enough people. You know, they weren't just I, I like that it didn't look like they were trying to fill spots. Right. And and that match, which is great for BCWA that they were able to get that much talent on, you know, in and there for that match. But uh, so, did we cover everything other than? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the actual battle royal. Okay. So now on the on the VIP show, they had two younger guys mm-hmm. that wrestled. Um, Tanner Nix. Tanner Nix. Shout out to Tanner Nix. He's actually been on the last couple. Yeah, uh, that we've been to BC, and he actually got a spot in the battle of a cha- um, in the battle for a champion. So that mm-hmm. was nice to see. Um, that's somebody else that nothing's been worked out. But I've talked to about getting him on, just a, a perspective of somebody that's new to the business. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I was I was happy to see him, you know, getting his first breaks mm-hmm. um, in this area with uh, BCWA. So let's talk about that battle, that uh, battle for a champion, and. You know, I, I really was impressed with uh, <clears throat> I really was impressed with the battle royal. I mean, f- from Tommy Tresnick, I mean, he was just awesome in that battle royal. I mean, he really set the tone in the beginning. He and uh, Doctor Wrecking Ball were just honorary member of Pro Wrestling Edge. Yes, yes, and that that was just. It was just a sight to see, you know. It, it took me back to my childhood when you would watch those Royal Rumbles and you get that countdown. You're like, who's gonna come out? That part of me, that fan part of me, that man, I'm so that that was so awesome. So I've been to several BCWA shows this year, and in my opinion, that's the best one. Absolutely. Uh, that, that I've been to this year is Battle for a Champion. It was really good. And what I like is, too, we had Dr. Wrecking Ball in. Uh, we, we had Mike T. Daniels, um, MDN, and, and they're definitely carrying this 
storyline of H3RD versus Studio 86. You know, next month at Cataclysma, there's the big six-man tag match. Absolutely. H3RD, Tommy Tresnick, Dead Vaughn, and Mighty Daniels going up against Studio 86. You got Braxton, uh, Bill Martell, and uh, Maserati Rick. This has been brewing for quite a long time because I don't know if you remember Mike T. Daniels when he was in here. Mm-hmm. But beginning of the year, him and him and Nick Braxton were a tag team. Really? And yeah, mm-hmm. th- that heel turn happened this year, and he joined uh, he joined HDRD, and then HDRD went out and they recruited Patient Number One, uh, another guy who's been in the business less than a year, who is ph- who is phenomenal. So shout out to him. But so this has been this has been building for quite months. Mm-hmm. This H3RD versus Studio 80, 86. And they came out at um, a Nightmare on 4th Street and they made the big match for Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. And the stipulation is Studio 86 will disband if they lose to uh, H3RD. And, and wow, that's going to be big. And they had that nice moment in the battle, in the battle uh, for a champion where... All, uh, where they were going face to face. Absolutely, was, I think at one time all six of them were, were in the, the ring, ring at the yeah, same I was, time. I was say something was like three on three. It was pretty pretty awesome. Now shout out to Bill Martell too. He he was uh, he was just uh, him and Tommy Tresnick. They really to last that long. I mean. To, those guys really put on the show. Well, Tommy Tresnick was number one and right. was in the final four. And, and you so, can't get any more awesome than that. Yeah, and Bill Martell came in real early. I want to say three or four, and mm-hmm. he was final four. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a good showing. And, and and my booker mind on how I've always wanted to be a booker, I was like, they're doing this right. This mm-hmm. H3RD versus Studio 86 match next month at Cataclysm is going to be, you know, I was talking to uh, – to uh, Mike Daniels, um, outside of our podcast, you know we actually have a pretty good relationship. And I mm-hmm. was saying, you guys got a main event this show, and he was like, "Man, I'm telling you," he was like, "They have to." How can you not? He his explanation is, "How can you not put Orlando Christopher Justin Main main event at the next pay per view?" Which wow! It, so you're gonna have some good matches at that cataclysm yeah, coming up. That's and, gonna be a good match. And uh, because, like I said, it came down to. Well, going into the um, battle for a champion, I was wanting Elk. Elk's a big fan of mm-hmm. uh, a, a big. Um, we're big fans of him, and 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 he enjoys our, our show and everything. And I was, I was wanting Elk to win, but a, as the match was going on and we were going down to the end, um, I knew Tommy Tresnick and Bill Martell had their thing going on. But when it came down to the last two, which was Orlando Christopher and Frogun. At first, I was torn because nah. those are both my boys. Right. Now nah, I, but found myself cheering for the fro gun. I did, and I think we talked about this. I think we kind of talked about it, but I was thinking the fro gun might take this and get that rematch. I, I was hoping, you know, their match at um, Nightmare on Fourth Street, fro gun versus Lionel Christopher for the title was very good match. Um, and yeah, I was I was like, who doesn't like the fro gun? I was like, come on, gun, you got to do this, man. Yeah, you know who doesn't like the fro gun, you know, and and wow, I just and then at the end when Orlando Christopher or when Justin Main won, eh, you know, it kind of makes sense after he was completely squashed the month before by, at uh, at uh, Nightmare on Fourth Street by Isaiah Bronner. Yeah, that, uh, that match lasted what a whole. Uh, that was a Brock Lesnar uh, Kofi <laughs> Kingston special, is pretty much what that match was. 
Uh, so what were your thoughts, Tim? It was your first time going to BCWA. It was your first time going to an event with me and your brother, Bernard. You know, and also with us, um, Bernard's son, who's been on our show as a guest co-host, Isaac. And it was his first uh, time ever at a wrestling event. Yeah, um, he he really enjoyed it. Um, I asked him afterwards, you know, he's kind of like me in the sense where when I'm there, I don't, I have a little bit for some of my favorites and and BCWA and Clash, but for the most part, I just take it in. I don't really show a lot of emotion, and that's how he was doing. He was kind of not showing a whole lot of emotion, but you could tell, especially when Dread King Logan was laying next to him and almost flew on top of him, he popped pretty pretty good for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just, but, <laughs> just seeing him uh, sitting there looking like, all right, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. But then once he fell right in front of him, just to see his facial expression was just priceless though. And I was just like, oh yeah. He, and and he's you hooked. and you like those moments, and yeah. those are moments you, you cherish. Know, you cherish, cherish those moments. Yeah. You know, as as a kid, you know, you'd be like, oh man, okay, he he likes it. He really, you know, hey Mikey, he really likes it. You yeah. know what I mean? So you, you know and. My, I don't have any children of my own, and you know, and me and Bernard are pretty close. And and seeing Bernard's reaction to how his son reacted w- was just as good as, as as his son's reaction. And I asked uh, I asked him afterwards. I was like, you know, it was, it was your first show. How'd you like it? And he he smiled and and beamed ear to ear. He was so excited for it. I was like, you uh, you, uh, you want to come back? And he was like, yes. Without hesitation, he said he wants to come back. So, yeah, just, seeing, so um, just seeing the expression on my nephew's face that reminds me of when me and my brother used to go to wrestling with our dad is just that it's just a priceless moment. You so know what I mean? it was good. It was so good. One, I really enjoyed that. Right. So one of the things uh, and I don't think I bring this up to him. So I think I, if we're going to Cataclysm, I think I might uh, go ahead and surprise him with that ticket. Oh yeah, that'll be good. Actually, I was going to talk to you guys after we went off the air about Cataclysm because tickets mm-hmm. are on sale uh, for Cataclysm. Um, Cataclysm is. I think December 28th. December 28th. 28th. Yeah. But the Friday night before is the annual award ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were at the event, they had us uh, nominate certain wrestlers for certain awards. And then they put out the top nominees online today. And you go on to uh, BCWA's page. I'm not sure if it was on the BCWA page or their Alliance page, which is their their the, uh, the, uh, their true hardcore mm-hmm. fans. But um, I went on and I voted. I'm going to let it out of the bag now. I voted everything I could for H3RD because those are our boys. Absolutely. Shout out Dr. Wrecking Ball. Shout out Mike T. Daniels. They're our boys. And Tommy Tresnick is just an absolute brilliant mind for the business. Um, Definitely. It's just amazing. So I, I, I did cast my vote pretty much for everything I could for H3RD on, on, on the ballots today. But um, so overall... Obviously, you you guys are wanting to go back, uh, but Tim, overall, your first um, experience with BCWA, uh, it is family oriented. So, like you said, you enjoyed seeing the looks on your uh, nephew's face and 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 your brother's face. What you remember, you know, your your, your dad's reactions to uh, to you guys, and um, so. Your first experience with BCWA was good, and you are definitely wanting to come back. I definitely want to come back. See, uh, watching that. Well, reminds me of uh, what product should be, 
You know, um, yes. I don't like not to speak bad on you know WWE. Yeah, but we bashed them plenty, so it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, just that reminds me of product should be like just watching the um the battle royal reminds me like you said of the old Royal Rumble and yeah and just watching because it was one particular wrestler I really don't know his name about his being my first show yeah he uh, was in a tag team match earlier that night too and um. I really thought he messed up his shoulder, and that made me feel like, oh, he sold that good, you know? Yeah, he yeah, he was selling it even in the battle for a champion. I know yes. who you're talking about. Yeah, he's not a regular. I think he um, came in number, number one. I think he was number two. Number yeah, two, I think yeah. he was number two. Uh, and I apologize that we don't have his name in front of us. But uh, So next thing that we really need to talk about is another. Um, so we love BCWA. It's uh, Mike Blackwell is doing great things with BCWA. Mm-hmm. Um, the professor Matt Priest is involved with BCWA as well. Mm-hmm. Another friend of the show. He was our first guest. Absolutely. On Bro Wrestling Edge. We're also the next big show coming up for Clash yes. Wrestling is All Out War. This is their version of the Battle Royal. Which should be awesome. Winner is number one contender. This is on Friday, December 6th. Um, this is going to be at the Brownstown Sports Center. And I'll tell you what. Clash is just as exciting as BCWA. It is a different environment mm-hmm. uh, than BCWA. A lot of the same, you know, familiar faces you'll see there. So I will be going to that show. I know, um, I know Bernard can't on this one, but I will be going on that show to be representing uh, Pro Wrestling Edge in the audience, watching that one. So that's another one. Some of the names they've already announced for All Out War um, is Ben Elk. Is going to be in that. Uh, Dr. Wrecking Ball is going to be in that. Uh, Freedom Ramsey is going to be in that. Mitch Hewitt is going to be in that. And another fan favorite of the show, uh, the Undisputed King, Briar Wellington, has been I announced just seen that as, as in mm-hmm. All Out All Out War. So that's exciting. They also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Hello Beefcake won the number one contenders match at the last show. They haven't announced it yet, but if if they go true to that, it'll be a Halal Beefcake versus H3RD for the tag team. Which should be a tag very team, which interesting will be a great, match. Which will be a very interesting match. Uh, but uh, So follow Clash Wrestling on Facebook. Um, they're on Instagram and Twitter. I think they're a little more active on Facebook and Instagram than they are Twitter. Um, but they do post everything. I'm very active with them. Shout out Jeremy Jones, uh, who, run, who runs the promotion. I'm pretty active with him, um, going back and forth on social media. But check out their their Facebook page, Clash Wrestling, and they're doing daily, you know, daily updates or every few days. Like they've they've already announced, you know, quite a few names already. So once they'll announce the names, and I think they'll get into whatever matches are going to be on the card as well. But um, if you can get out there, Brownstown Sports Center, um, the doors open, I believe, at 6.37 and bell time 7 or bell time 7.30. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, but it's a little bit later start time than BCWA. Oh, and just going back to next month BCWA show, Cataclysma, part of the VIP package is the awards ceremony the night before. Uh, they're offering food. They're offering um 
limited alcoholic beverages for the over 21 crowd that are there. So they're making it an actual awards event. So uh, if you are buying VIP tickets, which I will be, I will also be at the awards ceremony for um, BCWA on um, the 27th, the Friday night before. So, and that'll all be at the Copeland Center, just like with all their events. So that'll be great. So now I want to... Okay, go ahead. So, so what we was talking about earlier about the voting is on yeah, the yeah. Alliance page. It's on the Alliance on page. The Alliance so you have page, to be yeah. you have to be a member of the BCWA Alliance Facebook page. It's their private group. Um, if you're in that group, you're probably already voted or close to voting. Um, but if you uh, but if you reach out to them, you'll definitely get. Uh, let's see what's going on here. So for. So, so far for, this is what this first one is for, the top wrestler. Uh, da, 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 I'm seeing which one this this actual polls for. I think this first one is for, right now, looks like for the top um, wrestler. And looks like Dread Keaton Logan is in the lead. As of right now, there's still a lot of time to vote. It goes up until later on. But, uh, man, we got votes for... Um, Patient number one, we got votes for Ken Cash. We got votes for Adam Wick, Tommy Vendetta, Alex Weir, Nick Braxton, Justin Maine, the superstar Bill Martell. Um, even the ring announcer Jess Joy has has votes on here. Um, I'm not sure what this category is for, but uh, they definitely got uh, patient number one. Shout out. he He's listed here. So there's definitely a lot of... Um, of choices so just go and also if you go on if you are part of the alliance page or you're you're um or you follow the bcwa page they do have the video of house of truth attacking bumping uglies and i believe it includes the post-match interview they did with heel fan news so that is up on bcwa's page as well i talked about that earlier so i want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little something that i haven't told you guys about as of yet so um, I wanted to get our, both of you guys' opinion. Okay. So this has been a hot debate subject in the world of professional wrestling. Everyone knows, well, maybe not everybody knows, Jim Cornette is the color commentary person for NWA. Okay. Jim Cornette, back in the old NWA days before it became WCW, he was a staple heel manager. He managed some of the top tag teams, Midnight Express, the original um, in- incarnation of uh, Ravishing Randy and Loverboy Dennis, and then Loverboy Dennis and Beautiful Bobby, which then um, incarnated into, which is my favorite version of them, uh, Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan Lane. Uh, that's my favorite version of the Midnight Express. They also managed the Heavenly Bodies, which was Tom Pritchard and Stan Lane, which then turned into Tom Pritchard and Jim, uh, Jimmy Del Rey, who actually they ended up in WWE mm-hmm. for a while during the um, wrestling exchange talent exchange with Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which is right. which is the promotion that uh, Jim Cornette ran in the 1990s. Um, everybody knows Jim Cornette. He's old school Southern. He pretty much stays in heel character all the time. He's got two podcasts. He pretty much stays in character. But he's one of those blunt guys that tell it how it is. And um, first, I just want to read the comment. I want to give you guys my opinion. Then I want to get your guys' opinion. His comment... Oh, so a little bit of background. The, The show aired... They don't air it live on YouTube. It's been recorded a few months back. 
but they put it up as like a premiere, so it runs starting at 6.05 on Tuesday. So if you if you turn on at 6.10, you, you, you get it five minutes late. You can't get the repeat until it's over to start from the beginning. So they ran through the first time, and I watch it live. I watch, well, not live, but I watch it when it premieres, NWA Power, 6.05 to 7, and I watch AW Dark from 7 to 8. I switch over to Twitch to watch Impact Wrestling. That's my Tuesday night. But in the opening match, we had the champion, Nick Aldis, was wrestling Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch, he had a run in TNA, and he was in WWE with Lance Cade. Uh, they were a tag team there, and they were in WWE, I want to say, for about three or four years. But during that match, he's talking about how tough of a guy Trevor Murdoch is. And his comment was, Trevor Murdoch is the only person who can strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. So when I heard this comment, my reaction was this. Um, is Ethiopia is kind of known for being like a third world or poverty country. Right. And he's disrespecting people who are in the same class as us. Right. Um, mo so when it debuted, premiered on YouTube, um, a lot of backlash was going to NWA. They actually pulled the episode off, edited his line out, and reposted it. They put up a apology that uh, this isn't the views of of um, of NWA Power, um, and we don't tolerate this from our talent. Fast forward the next morning, Jim Cornette resigned from from NWA as his role as color commentary. So, a lot of the backlash from this is the fact that people say that it was a racist comment. And so I viewed it as a knock against a country who's not in the same social status or level as us, you know, Ethiopia there's, you know, mm -hmm. there's there's poverty, there's starving children and and, and everyone. It, it, it's the, the class of living is not what it is here in the United States. I didn't personally look at it as racist. Um, I know a lot of people did, but I, the reason why I didn't is because I don't see color in people. Right. Some of my best friends, Bernard, Brian Tolliver, Thomas Washington, are my best friends. And they're all of African-American descent. So I don't see color when I see people. Uh, there's individuals that else I work with and interact with that are of different nationalities as me but i i don't see i don't see that i i see him as a person yeah. so i know there was that big huge uproar about jordan miles in wwe mm -hmm. and, and i can see where people saw it racist me i didn't i think wwe screwed up and was trying to play games with somebody that they couldn't have that complete control over i don't necessarily think that was maybe a little more racist than this. I, I don't think it was racist because I don't see color. And, and I look to this as he's degrading a country that's not on the same you know, level as us. Mm -hmm. And the fact of children that don't get to eat and living conditions are horrible, that's not cool to knock something. The thing with this, though, he said the same joke 20 years ago in WWF. 20, 30 years ago, as you guys know, being of a, a minority race, those things were said. People could say a lot more and I don't want to say get away with a lot more, but a lot more things were tolerated by society back 20, 30 years ago uh, than it is now. You just 
to me, you just can't say things like that. Like I said, I don't personally didn't hear it and think, oh, they're racist because I guess it's a general um, thought process that most of the people in Ethiopia are, are black. Mm-hmm. I looked at it as they're downgrading a third world country. But but I think I can see where people would think that. So I want to get your guys' feedback. This is Pro Wrestling Edge. We want to bring a little edge. And uh, so, Bernard, first I want to go with you because I saw Tim's reaction when I read it to, I, I read it out loud. But I want to first get your reaction on it. So my reaction to that is right now everything is so sensitive, you know, Um I don't view it as a racist thing. I really think that he's Southern. So they have different languages. If something we would look at, we would say something totally different. I do think that, you know, a knock on a third world country, I do agree with you with that, you know, and that's not something they're less fortunate, you know, and you shouldn't bring up things like that. Whereas we may have a little bit more, the word I want to use a little bit more flexibility to, you know, to, yeah. so, you know, I, and, and this just those things in the society we live in now, like you said, 20, 30 years ago, those things were tolerated, but now it's not because you have people could say those things and right. you're just expected to, right. to look the other way right. and keep, and keep and, going. And society now is so fragile with everything i mean it's like glass you tap it too hard and boom it it shatters and you have to in hearing the comment and and actually processing it and analyzing it you know some things you just can't say and that's one of those things and i think most people probably reference the fried chicken part of it and not looking at the rest of it so that's what they're looking at and to me you have to take all if you look at the whole comment okay jim Cornette. You were wrong. I didn't even think about the fried chicken right. part, to be honest. That and, didn't and, even cross my and, mind. And and, and when you said right. it, it kind of... That's what people probably referenced. That's all they heard. They didn't probably hear everything else. And like, oh, well, you can't... And it re- they looked at the country, and they looked at the chicken part. And that's yeah. where people broke it down and said, oh, well, that's a racist comment. Well, you can't really break it down like that. But that's how people mind process things. Tim, I saw your reaction when I said it. You were you were surprised. I know you're kind of out of the loop on wrestling because WWE has failed you recently. Um, I did see your reaction. Just want to get a few words from you, and then I do have a follow-up on why I think um, maybe a little bit differently than I did originally um, when I first heard all this. So my, my thing is, well, work 20 years ago, and the joke is not going to work today because you got all these movements. You got uh, people just like, you know, trying to be united. And my thing is you basically, I'm not going to say you, you you was trying to be racist. Like people think before they speak. I mean, they, I mean, they need to think before they speak, you know? I, I 100% agree with you. So they need to think before what comes out their mouth. So what he thought was going to be a funny joke turned out to be something totally different, which probably made him resign because... I'm pretty sure everybody talked to him like, hey, you know, you can't do this, do this, do that. But like, like you said, like you, the fried chicken part. Okay. I mean, that, that was like a, I don't say like racist, but it was kind of like a, a shot, you know, that part. And then you talk about Ethiopians knowing they poor. 
and then you put it together and you just mix the whole thing together and it's like, hey, you're killing two birds with one stone. Talk see, like, see like I said, I didn't even think the fried chicken thing that he just brought it up. But then again, I don't see color. I don't I, see I, lines I, I and stuff. I don't either. So I didn't, I didn't think of that until he just said it and it clicked. I was like, oh, shit. I uh, can definitely see right. where well, it, it was, but, yeah. but I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep, uh, keep going. Yeah, you can see where it can be racist. Can you kill two birds with one stone? You're trying to like throw a shot through uh, African Americans, and then you so talking about people that's poor. Yes. You know what I mean? So like in the beginnings of time, there there were poor African Americans, and you know Ethiopians they've been poor like they whole life, yeah. and they need food. So you like putting all that together and mixing it in, you throwing a big shot that you shouldn't do. This day and age, where all the, like I said, all these movements going on, yeah, you can't. People process think differently than, you know, back then, twenty years ago. You know, people process that, process that, and think like, oh well, you're trying to be racist. Like, let me do this. You know what I mean? So, and it's not good for business. You yeah, know? it's not good for business. And then, I mean, like you know, I my, my myself personally, some stuff I like like blow out my ear. You know, yeah, yeah. like comments, I let blow out my ear. But like if you keep like nagging and not I'm gonna say nagging, but if you keep like coming at me with this stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, then it's gonna be a problem, <coughs> you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually screenshotted this and I sent it to um, another person that actually is a listener of the show uh, last night who who was black as well, and he mm -hmm. was he got it and he was like, I didn't think it as black. I just think it as him being like. You know, egotistical, stuck on himself. Knowing J Jim Cornette, he he follows Jim Cornette. He, right. he knows about him. Where um, I had a good belief that neither one of you guys really had much exposure to him. So, yeah. but the thing is with him, even with his wrestling beliefs, he still stuck twenty, thirty years ago. So I can see where he thinks that joke could still be relevant. And mm -hmm. and I'm glad, you know, the NWA now. The other thing with the NWA is this was recorded. September 30th, October 1st, October 2nd was the three days that they recorded these eight or nine, ten episodes. Not, well, how did that get through edit? Not, that was my next question. So at some point, you had to really think and screen. You're looking at these episodes because you have to edit, like you said. How some, did that get through? Somebody wasn't paying attention. But, but, in NWA's defense, they were getting these remarks. They immediately pulled it down. They pe people were putting up what the comment was that was bothering them. They immediately edited it out. They put up a statement. And did Jim Cornette quit on his own, or was NWA kind of said, you know what, we really can't have that? We don't know. I, 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 to I, me, I think Jim Cornette probably did that on his own because he probably realized, like, looking back at it, like, yeah. I didn't realize I said that. You know, looking at this day and age, like I said, you know, he, he's a Southern guy. So his, you know, the, the lingo might be a little different from him than it is to somebody really processing yeah. and really thinking and about it. And the fact he stuck 20, 30 years ago, even on his wrestling right. views, right. is the same. So my thing is, I think the company made him do it. The reason why is because, like you said, like, yeah. going back on WWE was best for business, yeah. you know? And I think the company probably made him saying, like, you know, hey, you know, either you take a suspension or leave yeah. or something. Because I'm pretty sure they have African-American people that works for the company, right? So I'm yeah. pretty sure they say, hey, take a leave, suspension or whatever. 
And he probably was like, nah, you know, I mean, you never know, but they probably think it's best just for you to resign. And later on, maybe they'll hire him something else. So know? there is a couple more episodes that are already pre-recorded that he's going to be on. So then, of course, the talk over is who's going who's gonna to come and replace him. But I think we're going to find out pretty soon on what actually happened behind the scenes. Um, he has two podcasts. He's got one that airs on Friday. They record on Thursday. And he put up on Twitter... Uh, Wednesday, yesterday, uh, morning all, wish I had time to thank, acknowledge, retreat, block, and cuss out all of you, but there's too, there's too many weighing in and too little time. Tune in Friday on Jim Cornette's experience for complete details on these controversies. So, the, and, 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 th- and that's what I'm thinking. Did he quit on his own? Did he, did the company kind of say, look, we're, you know, we're not bringing you back for the next tapings, which is they have a pay-per-view uh, in December in a couple weeks and then tapings for the next eight or ten, ten episodes. Um, now, he, 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 is, he had actually quit being on the road. Like, he wasn't making appearances. He was just doing his podcasts. He wasn't even making appearances with the Midnight Express anymore, where they kind of went on a tour in the year he announced. He was MLW color commentary. He quit that job. I'm staying home. I'm not traveling. The NWA called, and, and he did. He's got a soft spot for the NWA. So it could be that we don't see that side of Jim Cornette because he stays in heel character. He's like, you know what? I have a soft spot for the NWA. This is going to look bad on them. For the reason of how that get past edit and mm-hmm. and it's under the NWA banner, or did they say, "Look, Jim, we just can't have this." I guess he's gonna say what happened on Friday, and he says, "Then Cornette went to Instagram to post this. Yes, it is true that I've resigned from the NWA. I understand, in people's point of views, that my comments were not pleasing, and I apologize. This is shameful." And as a minority-run page, we hope you truly learn this. So, minority-run page. I'm I'm guessing whoever runs his Instagram is 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 a um is a minority descent. I'm not real sure. And as a minority-run page, I'm not sure what what necessarily that means. Maybe he's referring to whoever runs his Instagram because a lot of the bigger stars they don't run their Instagram and stuff. So, <clears throat> so I mean, but you can look at that in different ways. You can look at it as like. Maybe he, you know, like you said, realized what he did, did was wrong. Or he could have just been, like, the uh, first thing you read about uh, he's going to talk about it. Yeah. It's kind of sound like a little sarcastically. And, and that's where and, I was like, I don't really know yeah. where he's coming from. So that that makes me feel like that's sarcastic. So maybe the company, uh, that's why I feel the company probably just talked to him and say, hey, you know, we're going to have to part ways. But also you got to yeah. think, Dan just mentioned one key fact. He's always in heel character. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. So. I guess it's going to come out um, what happened. But um, I kind of want to get a viewpoint from people that don't really follow him much in wrestling. That to where the criticisms came from, mm-hmm. it would affected them. Um, yeah. Very familiar so, with Jim from back in the day and a little bit now, but haven't really followed him as much as yeah, yeah. And uh, he completely trashes. He calls AEW the Outlaw Mud Show. He he doesn't like anything they're doing, and you know AEW is it's Cody. They might say they're evolving with times, and this is kind of what people want to see. Um, 
I do like to see the mix, a little more mix of tradition in with AEW, but uh, you can see where I'm saying his wrestling views are still 20, 30 years ago. Absolutely. And 20, 20 years ago when he used the same joke in WWE when he was on color commentary, um, it just shows how time, you know, times have changed and you just can't do that. And then, then of course, the people come out and made everything political and... And this is just one of those things that it almost needs to go away. Yeah, just, and so the best thing was is that he's no longer going to be doing it, and they're going to have to find a uh, replacement color commentary for the next uh, for the pay per view. It's going to be short uh, a short notice, but I'm sure they can get somebody. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say if Colt Cabana wasn't uh, national champion, he's done a lot of um, commentary with uh, with uh, Ring of Honor, but uh, I don't. I'd want to see him, maybe Matt Stryker, maybe they can get Taz to come in for those few days. Um, you know, who knows? Um, I know AJ Kirsch that used to, he was on one of the Tough Enough seasons. He was in WWE for a while. He's actually doing color commentary for, 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 for MLW now. So maybe they can get him. You know, who knows? This is going to be like a, obviously they need this for somebody for three days. So I'm sure they can get somebody. Maybe they reach out to Tony Khan and and get Tony Schiavone for those two days. Or the damn brewer. Yeah, or me. I'm I'm more than happy. Fly me down to Atlanta, and I'll definitely uh, do color commentary for it. But, uh, yeah, we were going to get into AEW, but I think we'll save that for our next show. Uh, I know we haven't talked about AEW or Full Gear lately. We talked a little bit about Full Gear with Justin Pilgrim, the main Mm -hmm. event. uh, For We talked a lot about Moxley and and Omega in that match, but... uh, I think we're going to close it up. Um, Tim, so, thank you. Oh, you thank you. For thank you for coming me. on the show. Thank you for coming, sir. Any last any last words or thoughts from you, Tim? So, I, I do have I want to ask you guys a okay. question. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, whoever wants to answer first. All right. So, two questions actually. So, one question is this day and age, if WWE was to start another like attitude era, would you think it would bring the company back? If Triple H is involved, yes. If Triple H is not involved, which the the rumors going on behind the scenes is him him and his father-in-law aren't really on speaking terms uh, right now because Triple H does things a certain way and Vince does things a certain way. That's why I don't think you're going to see Triple H on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, Vince will be running it until he's in his grave, I believe. So I, I don't see unless uh, Triple H takes over... Um, and Shane behind the scenes that anything's going to change on the main on the main roster product. Uh, I agree with Dan, and also better writers. You have to bring fresh writers in who are very very creative because everything is predictable. Everything is predictable. You know what's going to happen. Um, and and again, Triple H has a brilliant mind. He's been in the business. He knows the business, and you have to bring that that that. Inside that fresh inside in, and and I think that will work. Now, if I'm a thinking man, and I'm like you, Dan, and and that mind gets to working, yeah. you know who else will be good behind the scenes? Who's that? And writing, CM Punk. CM well, Punk. you know, CM Punk would, and and I don't know, you know, he said in his interview with Renee Young that there's a lot to be fixed before anything could happen uh, with WWE, more than the capacity he is with Fox. But uh, and another thing, so WWE is making, and, and, and like I said, I don't really watch the product, but I will say that they are making strides on getting some younger 
younger um, opinions in there, but they're doing it on the uh, on the producer side. The guys mm-hmm. that actually produced the ma- uh, pr- produce the matches. They brought in Abyss from TNA. They brought in Sean Devari. Um, they brought in Gregory Helms, uh, who was the uh, he, he was the Hurricane in WWE. They have brought in some younger minds to help on producing matches, but like you said. Maybe they can move some of these guys to uh, to more of a writing or creative. Now, we all know everybody that writes for WWE is writing to please one person and one person only. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like regardless of who they can bring in and what they do, it's still got to get past one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and that's going to be difficult. And so. here's the thing with that, too. You know what would be great is to have – Fans submit storylines because some people have good storylines, and you take the current roster because you have every you have all these different people. I remember back. Well, I'm not gonna hold this too long, but back in the day, you can put almost every almost every wrestler on the roster into a match and tell a story. Yeah, right. Back in the '80s. And I want to say something real quick. Okay, go ahead. So, what you were saying is have the fans submit storylines. But, see, I think that will work, you know what I mean? But the thing is, they they have um, their other audience in Saudi Arabia. They get what they want and exactly. what they want. But you have to realize that, like, this is where you started from was the United States, you know what I mean? And we, we have opinions and ideas, and you should just... Factor in that instead of just trying to please. Yeah, but that situation is just a little different. So I, I will tell you this: my opinion on that, I believe um, that's not going to happen because right. we're not paying him millions and millions of dollars like the Saudi Arabia government is to bring WWE there. Now I will say on a local level, XICW that's run by DBA Malcolm Monroe the second, he does have uh, contests where you can win contests and the and one they just had a fantasy booking match where you got to book a match on the last XICW Proving Grounds. That's awesome. And they had a they had a, a match booked and actually it was for the tag t- the Proving Ground tag titles and the titles changed hands. Um, so I, I could see it working more on a on on a, um, a smaller level. Mm-hmm. I don't see it having the WWE because Vince McMahon is, you know, we're not paying him the kind of money Saudi Arabia has to get our storylines through. Even the wrestlers will go to the writers and say, hey, you know, this is what I have, da 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 It gets to Vince, and Vince is like, no, that's not what I want. Right. And the guys that are in the ring telling the stories are the ones that are – the best at at um, at writing and, and, and at coming up with storylines because they're living it in the ring. Yeah, Vince did train and wrestle. Now, um, Shane. Shane was on the active roster for about 10 years, I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, back, uh, back in the day. I don't know what Shane wants his involvement to be uh, um, in the company. I, I, I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes right now. I know that um, bef- before he came back to WWE, he was working with a media project. Where he was running like a streaming service over in China, mm-hmm. and him and his wife, because she they met at WWE. She was Marissa Mazzola back in the day, and uh, so they were on the media side, and, and they ran a multi um, a, um, a multimedia company over in China, and then he dabbled in in mixed martial arts with a promotion over there, but. Uh, so I don't know what all interaction he wants with the actual 
product wrestling side of it if he just wants to stay on the business side. But um, so what's your next question, so, Tim? My next question is, um, so AEW, I really don't know too okay. much about it. You know, I'm, I'm going to start watching it because I okay. watched a little bit of YouTube videos today. Okay. So do you see AEW, how long do you think it takes, it's going to take them for them to be like the top brand and or do you see them like having a war like they have with WCW and WWE? Do you Here, see the war coming or no? Here's the thing. I think we talked about that. There really isn't a Wednesday night war. And the only reason why, and, and as far as them coming to, uh, now you have target audiences and mm -hmm. they know what kind of audience they want to target. Just as well as WWE, they know what they know what audience they want to target. So you have your target audience. You you generally know, okay, this is the fan I'm going to get. These are the fans that we're capturing. So that's why all those Nielsen ratings, and you know who does what. Now the hardcore wrestling fan will watch everything. The and, and I think uh, I think Dan brought this up, and he was saying like if you're just flicking through the channel, either you or Mike T. Dan, you're just flicking through the channels, and you're like, oh well, let me check this out. Oh yeah, that guy, that's 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 uh, Dean Ambrose, or that's yeah, that's that's Chris Jer that's yeah. Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Who, you know what's this? This is in WWE, right. and and just to piggyback off of what Bernard said, back when we had um, the Monday Night Wars, uh, there was no DVR, there was no streaming. So you were either a WCW person, you were a WWE person, or you flipped back and forth. So your ratings, depending on when they pulled them, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people do it, and, and no offense to it, I think it kind of skews the ratings, especially back then when the ratings were a huge deal. Right. Like now, um, they just put out the ratings from last night. Um, so the seven, first seven, ep or they, they went head-to-head -head eight weeks. Head-to-head -head as in same time, same night, um, AEW and NXT. Uh, AEW won the first seven weeks, and NXT won last night. Um, being a go-home show, but NXT had Becky Lynch, Cesaro, Nakamura. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. They had all these people on there. And, and so I think WWE is trying to make it more of, of a competition. AEW, if you've talked to AEW, they've said, we want to all offer an alternative we want to offer something that the fans are are clamoring for what the fans want and so to them it's they're not competing against wwe they're competing with themselves to put the best product out there every week and um i think it could come a time where AEW is just as popular as wwe but uh rome wasn't built overnight so they're still trying to build you know, they have the John Moxley and the Chris Jericho and the Cody Rhodes. Um, trying to think of who else Jack is. Jack Hager. Na Jack, uh, Jake Hager is nationally known, um, not by his real name. But Wait, I, I but just, if you follow Bellator, he's going by Jake Hager and Bellator, which is his real name, by the way. Um, so, But a lot of these guys, you're, if you're... If you're not mainstream, you might not. You might know who Christopher Daniels is. You might know who Frankie Kazarian is, but the mainstream audience um, here in the states they don't know Kenny Omega. They don't know the Young Bucks. So they're still trying to get. And then like Penta and Phoenix, who are amazing in the ring, but mainstream people don't really know them. There's a little exposure to them for the people that 
watched Lucha Underground when they were there and when they were on MLW. They right. still kind of do some work with MLW. And see me, I, I'm I'm a crazy Mark wrestling fan. I watch AAA down in Mexico. They have a channel on Pluto TV. On, I can stream on my phone on an app. I watched MLW. They on their YouTube channel. They put out their their pre- previous week show. So like this week, last week's show came out on their YouTube channel. Their show Fusion. I watch MLW. I watch Power NWA Power. I watch Impact. Really, kind of the only one I really don't watch right now is Ring of Honor. <clears throat> and they are losing a lot of talent. They're losing a lot of steam. There's some negative presses come out recently. They just fired their women's champion over email. Terrible. For a breach of contract, terrible. Um, because she confirmed the negative treatment in the locker room, so they're saying she breached her contract. I'm not really watching Ring of Honor, but I watch everything, so I know who MJF is, and I know who Sammy Guevara is, and I know who who um, Jimmy Havoc is, and I know I know who the only one that they're really starting to push that I didn't have a lot of exposure to previous was Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of exposure to Darby Allen. I knew who Joey Janela was. He did his spring break uh, shows WrestleMania weekends. So these, these guys I knew because I watched everything. So I don't think eventually it could be, you know, more people come around. They're getting tired with WWE's product. I think at that point you're going to have m- maybe not saying WWE is the top product. You, you have NXT. You'll have NXT UK. NXT UK is amazing. It That's is. one thing I'm going to miss when I do get rid of the network is 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 the UK um, for WWE. But, uh, but yeah, I, I watch everything. So I, I think that they need to take some time. It's going to take a year or more to build these younger talent. Like uh, another thing, nobody knows Luchasaurus. He was in NXT. Um under the name Judas Devlin, but nobody knew knows who Luchasaurus is. It looks like they're going to be giving him a push. Jungle Boy. More people know Jungle Boy just for the fact that it's Luke Perry's son, and when Luke Perry passed away, it was kind of a big deal that, that his son was a pro wrestler. But uh, some of these younger guys that they're going to push, MJF, they're starting to build some momentum with him. Darby Allen, they're starting to build momentum with him. But these guys aren't known. It's going to take a good year or 18 months to really build these guys up to say, hey, they're main eventers to replace a 50-something-year-old Jericho, mm-hmm. to replace Cody who decides I'm going behind the scenes and running uh, wrestling operations and I'm not going to be in the ring. Dustin Rhodes, he's going to step away from the ring and just be backstage work you know, after a while. So I, I think it's a, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But, uh, yeah, one day we could see AEW as the top promotion. We could see NXT as a standalone promotion um, and be the top promotion Uh who knows? But I, I think that uh, if I was to rank them on my list, um, I definitely have AW NXT one A one B for what I think is the best talent right now. MLW put out some great stuff. Impacts on the rise. They when Jeff Jarrett originally owned it when it was TNA, it was really good, and he you know financially sold out to um, uh, he sold it out, and they kept him on as. As like uh, um, running it and on screen and stuff, uh, Dixie Carter, the Carter family that owned Panna Energy, um, they kind of took it over, went downhill. Billy Corgan got involved and they kind of breached his contract. And he had to sue him and get out of it. Now Anthem out of Toronto owns them, and they've kind of moved them to be a, can- a Canadian promotion. And they've got some great talent. Uh, you can catch them on Twitch on Tuesday nights, eight to ten. Access TV, eight to ten. They got a, a legitimate TV deal now. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good wrestling out there. 
so um, I just want to you know finish up. I, I know we probably have to go. I just want to say, uh, can I give a couple shout outs? Is that okay? It, it, the floor is yours. All right, I have so some shout outs. I want to shout out the damn brewer. Thank you. And Dale Dangerous, my brother, for inviting me onto the show. I want to also shout out um, a couple of friends of mine, well, close friends, look at them as like best friends. Uh, I want to shout out Lindell. I want to shout out Martez, Anthony, Antonio. And I want to shout out uh, my mom too, my dad, rest in peace. Um, and I also want to shout out a young lady that I hope we have big plans next year. Her name is Kiana. So uh, my brother knows her. You know, we got big plans next year. Shout out Kiana. Shout, Shout out, out Kiana. Shout out Kiana. So, you know, that's it. Thank you for inviting me to the show. And hopefully uh, y'all have me back on soon. Yeah, we we definitely, like I said, we, we want to get a, a, a full perspective uh, from the from the world of wrestling. Wrestling fans, uh, wrestlers, we, we're trying to get... We're we're trying to get a wrestling photographer on. We're we're gonna be trying to work something out with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, referees. We're still trying to get a female wrestler on. That's something else that we we are really really passionate that uh, that we want to do. We want to get a female wrestler on. Absolutely. Uh, but we we want to get people from all all scopes of it. Um, maybe eventually we'll get uh, John Drake from Nerdy Designs on because his world is connected to wrestling because he does a lot of stuff for wrestling. Uh, and. Um, you know we're gonna get with Three Wise Men Media. They they, uh, they have a loose connection with, with the wrestling world. I mean, Elk is is, is part of Three Wise Men Media, so we're definitely looking for that a wide array of of a voice. So uh, you know we're we're happy that you came on. We're happy that you joined us at BCWA and and Bernard. Any last words for us? I just got to we out.